that in the church say amen. 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 amen from the gospel as recorded by St. Matthew St. Matthew chapter 20 St. Matthew chapter 20 word that we will consider verse 25 these are the words that you will find there but Jesus called them unto him and said you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. Amen. I want for a few minutes, I want to talk about Jesus redefining greatness. Jesus redefining greatness every child is born with a sin nature I don't need to argue that that's just true everybody's baby is born with a sin nature Third time's a charm. Everybody's baby <laughs> is born with a sin. Now, people don't like to hear that. <laughs> don't like to hear that. You call, you say, my little baby, my little innocent baby is a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Born with a sin nature. And that sin nature, that sin nature causes it by its very nature it causes that baby even as a baby the center of attention y'all hearing me that that nature born with that born with that you don't have to teach that that baby is born that baby is born with new around here now we're trying to get it get it together <laughs> y'all don't be distracted listen to me so they're born little sinners that's it 
They're little sinners when they're born. And that nature calls them and makes them desire to be the center of attention. That's natural. That ain't nothing unnatural. That's natural. Babies cry to be fed. They cry when they're wet and want to be dried. But it doesn't take them long to learn that even if I'm not hungry, <laughs> and even if I'm not wet, if I cry, somebody will come. Are y'all hearing me? Little sinners, I'm telling you. Little, little sinners. Yeah, somebody will come to see about me. If I get wet, I can get. If I just cry, I can get attention. That same sinful nature, that same sinful nature that causes even toddlers to always want to be, and even as toddlers, they want to be the center of attention. Watch me. Watch this. You ever seen little children, little babies that get in competition, one do something, and the other one say, well, watch me. That, that's, that's part of that sin nature. Always want to be the leader. Always want to be first. You don't have to teach that. They're born with that. All of that, all of that is just a part of man's sinful nature. And let me tell you something. He will always be that way until he has a saving encounter with Jesus and begins to learn that there is another way. Are y'all following me? It is then, my brothers and sisters, that we are exposed to a whole different system of life. It is that saving encounter with Jesus Christ that teaches us to esteem others higher than we esteem ourselves. It is that saving knowledge, it is that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that teaches us to share what we have with other folk. You don't do that naturally. You got to be saved. You, you got to have a different way of thinking to, to share what you have. With it's then that we begin to look out for the welfare of others. At least, my brothers and sisters, let me throw this in. At least that's the way it ought to be. The truth is, the truth is, many who are saved and walking with Jesus still struggle. With that desire to be first. Many who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, been walking with Jesus a long time, they still feel like they got to be the center of everything. There are still those who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb who still feel like if I'm anybody, I've got to be out front. Are y'all hearing this? In this text, Jesus had to deal with this very issue among his closest followers. Folk, folk who had been following him, folk who had been following him daily for almost three years. They've been following him, been with him, but, but they are still struggling after all that time with that same sinful, selfish nature. In this text, in this text, 
Jesus and his chosen 12, Jesus and his chosen disciples, they are, they, they, they are, that those that he has chosen, they are along with another band of disciples, all these disciples, they're on their way to Jerusalem. According to the word of God, they are going by the way of Persia. Now, while as you read it, you realize that his goal is to arrive there for the Passover. But while they are on their way to the Passover, Jesus knew that this was going to be his final journey into Jerusalem. He knew that when he went this time, this was going to be his last trip to Jerusalem. It, became, it had become apparent, it had become apparent to the disciples that this new kingdom that he had been announcing, they'd been listening to him talk about it. They heard him make announcements about a new kingdom, and it now had become apparent that this kingdom that he had been talking about is about to become a reality. Even though they really still didn't quite understand the whole thing, they saw that this thing is really going to come to pass. There will be a new kingdom. Seemed like, it seemed like this growing expectation of a new kingdom and this growing expectation along with that, 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 that limited understanding was beginning to unveil a selfishness. They didn't understand, they it, but, but they knew that it was going to pass. And you began to see a selfishness that was developing among the disciples. Seems like the closer they got to the kingdom, the more selfish they became. Listen to, listen to a question. Listen to one of the questions that one of the disciples raised in chapter 18 and verse 1. In chapter 18 and verse 1, they're on their way to the kingdom. Jesus is talking about a new kingdom. Listen to what this disciple asked Jesus. Jesus said, this disciple said to Jesus, Jesus... Who's going to be the greatest in that new kingdom? <laughs> Y'all hear this? Jesus, who, 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 who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Can you see selfishness creeping up in that? Chapter 19, verse 27, listen what Peter said. You know Y'all know Peter, don't you? Listen to what Peter said in chapter 19, verse 27. Peter, Peter said, Jesus, we have forsaken all to follow you. What are we going to get out of this? <laughs> Y'all hear selfishness there? Jesus, we have walked away from everything we own. We walked away from everything just to be with you. What? what? What's in this for us? You see him getting more and more selfish. I believe, my brothers and my sisters, that it was that sense of selfishness creeping in that caused Jesus to tell one of his greatest parables. You remember that parable? That was right. This is when he told the parable about the, the folk who had been out there working all day and then some other folk came at the last of the day and they got paid the same thing. Jesus was trying to get them off of that. You see, that, that, this is when he told the parable. After he got through with the parable, after he finished the parable, he pulled his hand-picked disciples apart and began to share with them about what was going to happen. He began to share with them what was going to happen to him, his fate. He wanted them to understand what was about to happen when they got to Jerusalem. They want them to be surprised. I got something to tell you. Let me show you what's about to happen when we get to Jerusalem. He'd already alluded to it, to it before in verse 18 and 19. He alluded to it, but now 
he, he wanted them to get it in detail. He said to them, he says, now, uh, uh, I, I want you to know that I'll be betrayed. When we get there, I'm going to be betrayed to the chief priests and the scribe. Don't be concerned. He said, I want you to know that they're going to condemn me to death. Don't, don't be disturbed. He says, uh, I want you to know, I want you to, so you won't be surprised. I'm going to be mocked and I'm going to be scourged and then I'm going to be crucified. He's telling them facts. This is what's going to happen to me. But then he didn't leave it right there. He said, but on the third day. <laughs> Thank God for the third day. He said, but on the third day, I will rise again. Now, now, it was after that, after he said that, after he was drawing these lines and saying this is what's about to happen. It was after that, that his aunt, her name was Salome, She's believed to be the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. But after he said that, his aunt Salome, Aunt Salome, came to Jesus. She pulls Jesus off to the side with a request. Listen to what she says. She pulls Jesus off to the side. And you need to read this closely. Listen to what she said. Now listen to what she said. She, it, in verse 20, read it. It says, get this, that she came worshiping him she came worshiping him and desiring something of him <laughs> is that in your book <laughs> she came worshiping him and desiring something don't miss that she came worshiping him and desiring something of him let me stop here to ask a question what is your motivation for worshiping God? What is, your, what is your motivation? What is your, here she is, she came worshiping, but she wanted something. And let me just pause here a moment to say that pure worship should be driven nothing by nothing but an attitude of gratitude. That's pure grace. That's pure worship. Pure worship ought to just be driven by an attitude of gratitude. Anything else, and you may be worshiping with a selfish motivation. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, when worship and, when worship and praise, when you worship with a selfish motive, often it only lasts until you get what you want. That helped me right there. That helped me right there, huh? I always wonder why it is that folk can come in and you see them all over the place. And then the next thing you know, they're gone. Got what they wanted. Are y'all hearing me? Come in here snotting and crying. Need a new car. Need a way some transportation. And then God bless you with that car. And you stay at home Sunday morning washing it. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes. It may be true. It may be true that when praises go up, blessings come down. But I need to tell you that praise, praise ought not be predicated on your blessings coming down. I, I just said something right there. I said, I said your praise ought not be predicated 
on blessings coming down. I wonder if I got a witness in here. You ought to be able to worship God if ain't nothing coming down. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if ain't nothing coming down, you ought to still be able to praise God. Praise him because he woke you up this morning. Praise him because uh, he started you on your... Are y'all hearing me? Jesus. Jesus said, listen to what he said to Aunt Salome. He said, what is it, what is it that you want? What is, it, what is it that you want? And I want you to listen now. Listen close. We're getting to the text here. Listen to what she requested. She said, here's what I want, nephew. <laughs> Grant that my two sons, your cousins. <laughs> I hear what you, I, I hear where you're headed. I, I see what you're about to do. I, you just told us that you're going to be sitting on some throne somewhere. I want you to grant that your cousins, my sons, that one of them will be able to sit on your right side and that the other one will sit on your left side. Now, she, she, she heard Jesus in verse 19. Yeah, after all, Jesus had already told him in verse 19. He says, now, when, when that time come, I'll be sitting in the throne, and each one of you, all of you, will sit on your, have a throne, and you will sit on that throne and judge the children of Israel. He already told them, you'll have your own throne, but that wasn't good enough for her. I want my boy's thrones. (laughs) Y'all ain't hearing me. (laughs) I I hear what you're saying. I know all of them going to have something, but I want my boys. I want one on your right, and I want one on your left. Now, let me just be honest. A whole lot of folk have criticized this woman. Been, She's been an object of a whole lot of criticism, uh, but I, I, I guess today I, you need to give this mama a little bit of credit. At least she has sense enough to talk to Jesus about her boys. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. When was the last time you talked to Jesus? About your children. Are y'all hearing me? At least she had some in her that would go to Jesus and talk to him about her, her boys. She heard the plan and now she's making a move to do what mothers do. She's just looking out for her children. The problem is this. Here's the problem. The problem is this. Wasn't so much what she was asking. But the problem was she really didn't think it through. The problem was, yeah, not, not, not what she was asking, but, but not knowing really what it was that came along with what she was asking. She was so busy looking at the throne that she completely overlooked the path to the throne. Are y'all hearing me? She was so busy looking at the throne. Let, let me say it like this. My brothers and sisters, the path to the throne is never easy. Go back. Go back to, to, to verse 18 and 19. Look at here. Jesus said, that he, he's, I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to be condemned to death. I'm going to be mocked. I'm going to be scourged. I'm going to be crucified. He said all of that. But she overlooked every bit of that and went straight to the throne. Are y'all hearing me? 
And Jesus tried to help her. Jesus tried to help her. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus, look at, listen, he was fun. In so many words, Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Listen to his question. Listen to his question. To, to, yeah, he, he stopped talking to her and started talking to the boys. He says, uh, are you able to drink of the cup that I'm getting ready to drink? Talking to the boys now. Talking to the boys. Are you able to drink from the cup? I mean, are you able to be baptized in the baptism that I'm about to be baptized with? Do you think that you're ready to go through what I'm about to go through? In other words, he's asking them, are you able to face the suffering that I'm about to face? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm about to bear the sins of all mankind. On my shoulders, do you think you're able? Do you think you're able to endure that kind of pain and suffering? And when they answered, when the boys answered, it lets you know, it lets you know that these boys didn't have a clue. Let you know they didn't have a clue. They, yeah, when they asked, asked Jesus, they had no idea what Jesus was about. Listen to what these boys said. They said, we able. <laughs> yeah, it's in the book. It's in the book. They said, we, 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 we can do that. We got that. <laughs> but then Jesus said to them, get this, all of us in here need to hear this. He says, because you are my followers, because you are my disciples, he said, I, I can assure you one thing, you will face suffering. <laughs> you will face suffering and you will endure pain. But while I got you right there, let me just go ahead and let you in while y'all begging me for this. Let me let you know that it's really not my decision who sits where. I'm just a son sent by the father. So it really ain't my decision who's going to sit where. That decision belongs to my father. He'll decide who sits where. Now, here's where I want to get to. The word is getting around. This, this woman is trying to get her sons a special place. The word's getting around that James and John is getting around to the rest of the disciples that, 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 that somebody's trying to get one up on them. And, and according to the word of God, according to what happened, that, 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 that came a resentment in the group. They started looking at each other funny. There's a resentment in the group. The word says, the way the word says it is, that they were moved with indignation. <laughs> Let me break that down for you. They cut the food. <laughs> yeah, they were moved. <laughs> and that, doesn't that sound nice? They were moved with indignation. <laughs> That's a new word for you now. When you get to the house, you say, yeah. <laughs> they cut food because they realize that somebody now is trying to get closer. Some, somebody, they... Yeah, they, 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 they cut the food. They, they were indignant with these two brothers, these two disciples. So now the truth, the truth is, be honest, the real truth is the reason why they were indignant, the reason for their indignation, the truth is, the reason why they were mad was because they wanted the same thing. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? The reason why they got angry was because they really wanted the same thing. They had the same Selfish motivation. But Jesus goes right to the heart of the problem. Jesus 
sees that they're getting all messed up and everything. So Jesus, he, he, he says, let me just explain. Let me help you all out. He says, you are trying to apply a world system and world values to the kingdom of God. Verse 25 through 28, he said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles, they exercise dominion over the Gentiles because they're in charge. They exercise dominion over everybody that they got charged over. And you know that they exercise great authority over anybody who is under them. But here's what I want y'all to understand. It will not be so among you. Talking to, talking to saved folk now. Those who've been walking with him. Those who've been talking with him. Those who know him. He says it will not be so with you. But whosoever will be great among you. Let him be your minister. Now, now you might not get that until you translate it the way it ought to be. That word minister means slave. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? I say that word minister <laughs> means slave. Are yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you knew that, see, everybody wouldn't be making a bad dash to the pulpit. That word minister, it means slave. He says, so, so if anyone want to be great among it, if you want to be that great, then I, I, what I want you to understand, let him be slave and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. You hear him redefining this thing? This is where if you want to be great, here is how you find greatness. Even, listen to him, he says, even as the son of man came not to minister, to be ministered to, but I came to serve. I didn't come to be ministered to, I came to minister. I didn't come to be served, I came to this world to serve and to give my life a ransom. For many, Jesus, Jesus here, he's describing what we know now. We didn't, it's a new term that you hear a lot. He's describing what we, giving us a new perspective. We call it servant leadership. He talks about leadership or greatness that the world among the Gentiles and, and then how they have a dominion over everybody. But, but he, he wants us to understand that we are servants. It's sad, my brothers and sisters, when, when all of your worth and all of your value rests in how many folk you can get under you. I just said something right there. I said it's sad. When all of your worth is tied up in how many folk are under you. James and John, James and John even said it. They, they, that, that's really what they were saying. They said, Jesus, that's what we want. We want to be over some folk. We want to be out front. And we're willing to do whatever we need to do to, to get there. It's amazing, brothers and sisters. It's amazing what some folk will do for earthly status. It's amazing how, 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 how low some folk will stoop for earthly status. But in the kingdom, verse 26, whoever would be great among you, let him be your slave. 
let him be your servant. And if you want to be chief, if you want to be great among men, then let that person become servant to those men. Instead of using people, we serve people. I just said something right there. I said instead of using people, we serve people. Jesus brings us to a whole new concept, a concept, that concept of servant leadership. It sounds like an oxymoron. How in the world can you be a servant and a leader? Are y'all hearing me? In worldly thinking, the, the world will make you believe that either you got to be a servant or a leader. In worldly thinking, servants don't lead. They follow. But Jesus is turning this thing around and letting us see another side of leadership. But Jesus says, Jesus says, the only way to achieve this greatness, the only way to achieve this greatness in the kingdom is through serving others. You want to be recognized? Serve somebody. You want your name to be known everywhere? Serve somebody. Then in verse 28, verse 28, Jesus said, even I came. <laughs> Me, Jesus says, I, even I came. Jesus says, I want you all to know that I, even I came into this world not to be served. He wants them to know that the reason I'm here, the reason I came into this world is not to be served, but I came to serve. Jesus says, I want you to know that I came in this world not to take away, not to take, but I came to give. Yeah, even uh, to give my whole life. I'm almost through. He says, I came not to take, I came to give even all the way to my whole life as a ransom for many. My brothers and my sisters, that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus served us all the way to the cross. I just said something. I say he served us all the way to the cross. Look at him. Look at him hanging there, not for him. Y'all ain't hearing me. He's hanging there for us. Look at him hanging there on that cross. Yeah, yeah. And when you read the book of John, he put Salome at the scene. She, according to John, she was there when Jesus was crucified. Jesus hanging down on the cross, blood running down all from, from, from his head to his feet. She's sitting there looking at that. John says that Salome was there at, while Jesus is being crucified. And yeah, when I realize she is there, I wonder as she's watching Jesus. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. As she's watching Jesus and his agony on the cross, I wonder did she remember what she asked for her boys. Huh? As she saw Jesus there with one on the right and one on the left, I wonder if anything in her say, you know what? That could have been my boys. If he had done what I asked, that could have been my, are y'all hearing me? That could have been my boys. Hanging there. Are y'all hearing me? But not just her. Not just her. Let's get off of her. Get off of Salome a minute. Yeah, you and I ought to be thinking the same thing. That could have been me. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
That could have been me hanging there dying. As a matter of fact, that should have been me hanging there dying like a thief on the cross. But then uh, thank God for the thief beside him. Y'all ain't hearing me. That thief, one of those hanging there beside him, hung there with Jesus. Listen to what he said. He said to the other one, he said, you're making fun of this man. But I want you to know that this man is a just man. This, this man hadn't done. You and I, we deserve what we get. We deserve hanging here. We deserve everything we're getting. But this man, y'all ain't hearing me. This man, this man uh, has done nothing. But then, thank God, watch this. That, 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 that one of those men right there on the cross. Yeah, ask Jesus for one more act of service. Are y'all hearing me? Jesus dad died. He's asking for one more act of service. And here's what I love about it. Jesus stopped dying long enough. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He stopped dying long enough. Yeah. Long enough to look at that man and say, look at here, boy. <laughs> yeah, this day. Y'all ain't hearing me. This day. You will be with me in paradise. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, you thank God that he stopped long enough for one more act of service to carry a weary soul home. Then he died. He died. He died on the old rugged cross. Laid him in a barry tomb. But you know the rest of the story. Yeah. The story said that early in the Sunday morning, he got up uh, with all power in his hand. So my brothers uh, and my sisters, yeah, I am resolved yeah, that I want to be more yeah, like Jesus. Every day, I want to walk like him. I want to talk like him. I want to live like it. I want to give like it. I want to be more yeah, like Jesus yeah, every day so that when I come down uh, to the end of my journey, yeah, I won't have to have a half a page of folk yeah, trying to tell y'all about me. Yeah, but I can just lay there yeah, and say, may the work I've done, y'all ain't hearing me yet. May the service I give speak for me. Yes, so that when I come down to the end of my journey, I can hear his voice. Don't want to disappoint anybody. But he will not say pastor. He will not say reverend. He ain't going to say doctor. He won't even call me Richard. He'll say servant Servant of God, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yeah, you've been faithful over a few things. Come on now, yes, and I'll make you ruler, yeah, over many, yeah, yes, 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 yes. We don't sing it anymore, yeah. But years ago, yeah, they used to sing around the church, yeah. Servant, yeah, of God, well done, 
Yeah. Rest uh, from thy loved employ. Yeah. The battle is fought uh, and the victory is won. Enter. Yeah. Ah, yes. Enter. Servant of God. Well done. Live. Live so that you can hear at the end. Servant of God, well done. Servant of God, well done. You've been faithful. That's what we got to be. We got to be faithful in serving. Faithful in serving. The word of God is clear. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Today, today, he will turn life around for you right now. He'll turn it all around for you right now. Just a matter of making a choice, making a decision. So right now, while the blood runs warm in your veins, let me invite you. If you're unsaved, you ought to be moving. If you're already saved and don't have a church covering, right now is the time. Right now is the time to be moving. Once you come, once you come, Jesus, keep me near the cross.